everyone and welcome back to PCI Power's podcast channel, Secure Payments. With customer service a top priority for companies and consumers open to new options, the payments landscape is primed to expand and evolve over the coming year. In today's episode, I'm delighted to be joined by PCI Power's VP of Product, Alessandro Dallavolta, who will outline key payment trends and his predictions for 2023. Hi, Jane. Thank you for inviting me. It's awesome to be able to share some insight with our partners and customers. And 2023 has already proven to be a really disruptive year in tech. ChatGPT, built by OpenAI, will drive a change in how we search for information online and will likely become our personal search assistant. Exciting times. Absolutely. We're all excited by the possibilities that ChatGPT opens. How do you see um, further developments in the payment industry evolving in 2023? I think, Jane, in 2023, global payment revenues are expected to continue growing. And growth is primarily going to be driven by changes in commerce, merchant, and consumer behavior. So technology advancements are also playing a substantial role. Think, for example, about um, open banking APIs and their larger scale availability. Also, um, embedded finance is going to play a role in the growth of global payments. And as consumers and businesses increase the number and frequency of digital interactions, there's a key opportunity for platform service providers to act as distributor of embedded finance products and ultimately create innovative, alternative, and incremental revenue streams. I think all this can be done without incurring the overhead, which is normally associated with operating a bank. So tech, when you think about it, is powering an amazing transformation in the payment industry. Uh, Also, uh, businesses are seeking to achieve a competitive advantage, and they can do so by creating engaging, pleasant, and sticky customer experiences, which embedded finance products can help facilitate, for example, by maximizing conversion rates, uh, doing things like um, increasing customer satisfaction and retention. Businesses can also leverage data from embedded finance products to personalize the customer experience, which is going to be awesome. Absolutely. Um, Thanks for that. What about uh, the traditional financial services organization? I think, Jane, when it comes to traditional financial services firms, so take, for example, banks, they have an incredible opportunity to modernize, and they can do so by delivering the infrastructure that is needed to enable embedded finance products. So, um, for example, you can uh, think about variable recurring payments, so VRPs. Uh, Open banking APIs at the moment support only sweeping use cases, which basically mean that money is moved between accounts uh, owned by the same individual. So, for example, uh, you can think about a consumer paying him monthly into a savings account. So the opportunity here is for banks to extend the functionality of the current APIs and cover commercial recurring payments. Ultimately, Jane, businesses and consumers demand real-time payments. And real-time payments are here to support digital experiences. And banks are responding by making fundamental adjustments to their core payment systems. Thank you. 
What will we see in terms of adoption of the latest open banking APIs, in your opinion? I think that open banking will continue to see increased adoption, especially in Europe. Uh, for example, uh, if you were to look at market research company Forrester and what they have come up with in the UK, the combined adoption of account information services and payment initiation services stood at about 15% of online adults in 2022. But look at the projections. This is projected to increase to a massive 44% by 2027. So open banking payments are expected to increase rapidly over the next five years. And in fact, in the UK, uh, they're expected to rise from 71 million transactions in 2022 to 1.6 billion by 2027. So more merchants ultimately will look to adopt the latest open banking APIs which variable recurring pay with variable recurring payments in addition to one-off payments. And this shift could see the decline in for example, direct debits, as they gradually lose market share as a payment method. Okay, that makes sense. That's interesting. That's really quite a jump, isn't it, between uh, 2022 and 2027 um, in terms of the number of transactions. So it's really starting to show that open banking is um, becoming more and more mainstream um, from a consumer perspective. Um, Absolutely, Jane. Will the convergence of payments and lending continue, do you believe? I think so. I think that specifically when you think about the predicted future demand for buy now, pay later products, which are embeddable within digital user experiences. So, um, for example, you could consider split payment, zero interest uh, solution type of products, and they are gaining more and more traction, especially amongst millennials and Gen Z. However, when you think about uh, the current cost of living pressures, even Gen X and baby boomers are likely to want to adopt more flexible payment solutions. So absolutely, I think the convergence of payments and lending will continue. Absolutely. So when we look at um, open banking usage, for example, as we've already discussed and, and you've highlighted, um, it is increasing across the UK and Europe, and we've seen lots of things in the press lately um, regarding different legislation that's going to be brought in, um, in in lots of different countries across the globe. So with that in mind um, and the usage increasing, how do we expect um, the emergence of open banking um, and how it in, how it powers payments? How do we expect that to affect the contact centre? I think, Jane, that contact centres are gradually implementing multi-payment type of experiences, including open banking. Ultimately, companies are looking to personalise the customer experience. They are looking to really empower consumers to choose payment methods which they are comfortable with. And... Providing this choice will ultimately ensure that consumers are um, somewhat likely to uh, stick around for longer uh, and therefore uh, this will help increase customer retention. More and more consumers are now used to digital payment experiences. 
and a hybrid whilst on the phone with an agent, digital type of payment experience is gradually becoming the way forward and ultimately opening up the way to open banking payments within the contact center space. Businesses are really consolidating payment experiences across all of their business operations, Jane. So that includes e-com and contact center and in-store. And ultimately, the, all this is done to consolidate and streamline operations and compliance, whilst at the same time providing a consistent, predictable, and familiar consumer experience across all the channels. Great. I think, um, yeah, definitely. I think the conversations that we've been having as an organisation completely, completely back up that view. And as we mentioned, the um, excitement, I think, that we both share for chat GPT. With that in mind, what developments in AI do you think we will be seeing this year in the contact centre specifically? I think, Jane, that Artificial intelligence will very rapidly now change the way that we interact with uh, digital experiences from the way that we search for anything online uh, to the way that our payments are dealt with, but also things like fraud screening and so on and so forth. And AI will play an increasingly important role in enhancing the performance of the content center. So. For example, think about the CCAS platforms and how they are deploying real-time speech-to-text sentiment analysis type of products. All these products are based on machine learning and ultimately they are able to provide real-time insight to agents. Also, they can be used for offline uh, agent training as well. And the deployment of AI-driven sentiment analysis tools within the contact center will help improve things like the employee experience as technology, for example, could be used to automatically flag uncomfortable conversations. Then there's chatbots and chatbots will also become more widespread adopted. They can automate repetitive and simple tasks such as, for example, answering frequently asked questions, uh, routing customers to the appropriate department, but also they can do things like um, providing information on products and services and so on. So all this can reduce the workload for human agents. And ultimately, the goal here is to improve the overall efficiency of the contact center. Also, chatbots can provide availability 24-7, quick response times, personalized type of interactions and so on. So all all this can ultimately help enhance the, the customer experience. Great. So that brings me to my next question, Alessandro, which I think um, is uh, kind of makes sense. Um, consumers are rightfully becoming more cautious um, about data security and um, cyber crime. Um, so with all these innovations regarding technology, how are consumers going to know which payment methods, for example, to trust? I think that there are payment methods that hackers look for. So, for example, organizations that really focus on taking car payments will still be the main targeted group for attackers. So really, instead of uh, focusing on a single payment method, businesses can really look to adopt a multi-payment type of strategy 
that ultimately meets consumers where they are also uh, provides payment options to allow for choice and also additional security benefits. So, for example, if you were to think about uh, uh, open banking payments in the contact center, they rely on the bank grade type of security which is provided by the banks. Ultimately, consumers authenticate transactions by authenticating with their own banks. So, it's really, Jane, this multi-payment type of approach to taking payments within the contact center that ultimately will help with uh, data security and also minimize cyber fraud. Almost sort of spreading the risk across multiple different um, payment options, I suppose. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's almost time to wrap up, Alessandro. Um, but finally, what would you recommend to organizations looking to reassess their, their payment strategy in 2023? Do it right now. That's what I would say. <laughs> uh, there are many new payment methods available, new payment methods that really prioritize the, the customer experience. So um, new payment methods that really will create this type of hybrid agent and, uh, and customer experience and really focusing on uh, making sure that uh, whilst we reduce the cost of overall taking payments, we also provide this awesome experience. It's a great time for companies to adopt a multi-channel, multi-payment type of approach, which is mutually beneficial to them and their customers. Brilliant. Thank you so much, Alessandra. I've really enjoyed chatting to you today. Thank you, Jane. It's been a real pleasure. And thanks to our listeners for streaming this episode. For more content around payments, security and CX, Check out our other episodes on the Secure Payments podcast channel or head over to our Knowledge Centre at PCIPAL.com.